Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Top officials say the November 3rd election is the most secure in U.S. history. Dear Lord, are we focused on all the insanity? Because this is not a headline. This is a narrative speak. What are we discussing when we discuss secure? That the person who came to vote actually got to vote? That the ballot came in actually uh, got counted? Great! Should the ballot that came in, should it have been counted? Ah, you see how that works? This is the argument that Margot Cleveland is having with Jim Garrity, who you hear often on the show. We've had Margot on the show before. Two people I like a lot, although I'm much friendlier with Jim Garrity. It's about this idea of what are we actually looking at? What are people actually focused on? We talk about this this big overarching of the concept of voter fraud, but it gets into some much more serious fundamentals than that. And this is why people want to check, double check, and recheck as they should. Again, I will put forth to you that the people unwilling to take a look at the election, unwilling to make sure that all the votes that should be counted were counted, all the votes that should be counted, that's not all the votes. You're never going to hear me say count all the votes. It's count all the votes that should be counted. So that the November 3rd election is the most secure, that's great. That's not the story. So why is the AP putting it out there as the story? Well, they're putting it out there as the story to try and stop something else from being discussed. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Really interesting article on The Federalist. I should ask Jim to come on and counter I did invite Margot Cleveland onto the show. She was already uh, had her time taken up this morning. She references, does Margot Cleveland over at thefederalist.com, a Jim Garrity tweet from his morning jolt, which is a really good uh, morning newsletter. The Trump campaign conceded in oral arguments. They were not contending uh, fraud or improper influence, merely technical errors. It's one thing to fume on Twitter that there is a sinister effort to steal an election. It's another thing to assert that sweeping claim in a court of law before a judge under penalty of perjury and or uh, disbarment. He's not wrong about that, right? It's very easy for people to sit back, go to social media and say voter fraud. Because it's the generalized phrase. It's, it's, it's the catch-all for the conversation. It's different when you talk about the specifics of what it is you are referring to. If you take a look at the complaint filed in Pennsylvania, one of the things that they are discussing here is that there's voters who are disenfranchised. If Democratic counties were telling people who filled out their ballot improperly, hey, come in, fill this out properly. And Republican counties were not because the law said you could not do that. Well, then the people in the Republican counties who filled out a ballot improperly were disenfranchised because they didn't have the opportunity to correct their ballot. Now, you and I could say to ourselves, well, we should give people the opportunity to correct their ballot. 
That may be something we agree on, and different parties can agree on everything else. But if that's not what the law states, and some counties were doing it and some weren't, clearly some counties were violating the law and other voters were disenfranchised. That's the story. We put that under the umbrella of voter fraud. The point that Margot Cleveland makes, and Margot Cleveland has got a, a, an interesting history uh, her, herself. Uh, she is uh, a graduate of Notre Dame uh, Law School. Um, she is a, a former full-time faculty member. She's now uh, an adjunct. Uh, she clerked for 25 years as a permanent law clerk for an federate, uh, federal appellate judge on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. She knows things. She, she is no fool. The point that she makes is in the headline, partisan cheating by ignoring election law is a problem as big as vote fraud. This takes us to the win that the Trump campaign got yesterday. Some people saying it's a small win. Ah, it's It's not a huge win, but it is a win. The win happened in Pennsylvania court saying the Secretary of State, Kathy Bukvar, lacked the authority to change how votes were tabulated, which is what she did. Two days before the election, there she was making changes, saying that um, you could count up to November 12th. Of course, we had the three days that you could go after uh, after the, the election, right? That was, was, being, was being allowed. But what Bukvar said was that you can go even further and made that change two days before the election. In her official capacity as Secretary of the Commonwealth, she lacked the statutory authority to issue the November 1st guidance. And that guidance was the idea that you could still accept the, the, these ballots. That's a nice little victory. I don't know if it'll make enough to make the change that Pennsylvania needs to make in order for Donald Trump to be victorious in Pennsylvania. You would need to say that the courts in Pennsylvania, the state courts, violated the law by changing the law, pushed forth and, 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 and voted on by the state legislature. That discusses how the elections work in Pennsylvania, that the state courts exceeded their authority, and we have to go back to as the law was written. That's for the Supreme Court to do. That's the real one as I see it. The argument being made by the complaint, as I've read it before and I'll continue, is the idea about voter disenfranchisement. Both of those things aren't contending voter fraud, but they're put under the catch-all. And so for that, I think Margot Cleveland makes the right point. I'm not saying that Jim Garrity isn't making a point. He is. He's making a solid point that it's different than when you and I are sitting on the bar stool than it is when you're in front of a judge and your career is on the line. And I think people sometimes get angry about it. Like, oh, it's voter fraud. Just say it's voter fraud. It's, that's not how it's done. Because that won't get you to the place you want to be. Right? That's the story. I thought it was, I think it's a really good read when you take it not from an an anger position, but rather, how do you better, how do we better 
understand and define the issue that we're asking America to look at. The one thing where we absolutely wholeheartedly in every way agree that the people who don't want to count votes are the weirdest dang folk in America. What they believe in is, well, not America. That, that's obvious. That's clear. I didn't ask them uh, to, to say, well, no, no, the only vote that matters is if, uh, is if Trump wins. No, 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 no. I've said from the beginning. I think the path for Trump's victory is very, very tight. Very, very small. Right? They had called Arizona for uh, Joe Biden. But that vote count went from 70,000 to like 11,000. We get into a half percent, they're going to have a recount as well. By the way, I need to make one correction. The Georgia recount is only for the presidential race, not for the Senate races. I was under that impression too. That's the way I had seen it in the beginning. But some people brought it up and I did a little more investigation, not for the Senate races. Those runoffs are happening on January 5th, no matter what. Wow, that's big. So it's just the presidential race that's having the hand recount. Now, a hand recount doesn't necessarily mean the votes are going to move. But if you oppose the idea of a recount, one would ask why. The people who want to scream, just accept the election results. Why? Allegheny County in Pennsylvania stopped counting for a day. Why? They're worthwhile questions and not ones of wild madness. They are not questions of, of, of conspiracy theory. Discussing wanting to count the votes should not bring about this. The people who don't want to count the votes. The people who say we have no need to uh, check into these allegations. The people who claim that looking into some of these things and ensuring that every vote that should be counted is counted, as if somehow that's problematic, this is the response. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. Because they are. Because they are. Trump supporters better understand that the, the road to victory is slim. But some other things are, are very, very true here. You know, I shared this yesterday as one of the more completely and totally ignorant things that has ever been said by Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, which is saying something. McConnell is sticking to his emaciated bill, which he's tried twice and didn't get a Republican vote. That's sort of a non-starter. And then he said, because we have a vaccine, there's even less need for a bill. Vaccine makes greater need for a bill because it has to be distributed fairly and equitably. And there needs to be education that it's healthy and everything else. Second, the biggest change since Election Day is that Donald Trump, who was not for helping us in COVID and who was against the HEROES bill, has lost. That was an overwhelming referendum by the American people. Let's so he- stop right there really quick. Overwhelming rec- referendum by the American people? This election? This election? 
that what Joe Biden got in this election was a mandate. What are they talking about? They can say it all they want, but none of it is true. Now, you may have to accept the fact that Donald Trump loses this election. But you never have to accept the fact. You never have to accept that what what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are saying is accurate or honest. It's not. It is completely inaccurate and is totally dishonest. They got whooped and they can't take it. You think you think Trump supporters can't take it? All right, there are maybe some who can't take it. Most people just want to make sure things are on the up and up. I'm one of those people. Prove it to me. That's why I have no problem with the challenges. None. This goes back to the impeachment. The argument that the House made that the most awful uh, representative, Adam Schiff, made was that the Congress could go to the president and say, uh, we want to see these documents. And the president could say, the executive branch could say, I'm not sure I have to hand over these documents. I'm going to check with the judiciary branch. And then the legislative branch, Congress says, that's, that's obstruction uh, impeachment. It's the same exact conversation. Because that's what happened. When, when Congress pushed forth the most pathetic of, of uh, impeachment articles, obstruction of Congress, it was based on this theory. It's not, by the way, I'm not the one who played it out this way. It was Jonathan Turley, the Georgetown law professor. The legislative said to the executive, give us this paperwork. The executive said, I don't know if I have to give you that paperwork. I'm going to ch- check with the judicial. And the legislative said, obstruction of Congress. Because the president wanted to exercise his rights. The same exact thing is going on right now with this whole idea of counting and looking and checking the voter disenfranchisement and checking whether or not you had courts usurping legislative authority because legislatures decide elections in terms of election law, not courts. Same exact thing applies. President Trump actually wants to ensure that every vote that should be counted is counted. Hmm, he's trying to get away with a fast one, I tell you. A fast one. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Those people, you, you should know who those people are. You should dismiss them. Just like you should dismiss this kind of absolute fakakta thinking from Speaker Pelosi. That what Joe Biden got in this election was a mandate lost seats in the house republicans control the state legislatures you have republicans who will most likely control uh, the senate there's no mandate they're making it up as they go along that you see on the vote they they don't think that anybody should question them on the mandate that's just straight up gaslighting just so we know the difference. Check out the article at The Federalist from Margot Cleveland. Interesting stuff. I'm Tony Katz.